It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you in. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us, and let's get right to it. We're going to have a busy show coming up later on in this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll put Zach Brown, Zach Brown, in the Skins spotlight. Uh, We'll also hear from him. But the news of the day is that Greg Minuski apparently is going to stay for the Washington Redskins as their defensive coordinators first reported by the Washington Post and Les Carpenter. Uh, and the story, we tweeted it at WrestleMania621 at Locked Redskins. In case you want to go check it out, I wisely suggest that you do. The Redskins, uh, a source familiar with Jay Gruden's thought process, whatever that means, is saying that Minuski is going to stay on and was asked or basically for comment on, oh, wait a second, how about all these coaches you flirted with? How about... The fact that you at least met with, talked to, uh, discussed, whatever it might be with Steve Wilkes, who then took the Cleveland defensive coordinator job, the former Carolina defensive uh, assistant and Arizona Cardinals head coach. Uh, Then obviously Todd Bowles, who went from the Jets head coach to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive coordinator position. Uh, And as well, uh, you spoke to other candidates, um, and, you know, on on top of that, Greg Williams, who took the Jets job, as we've talked about uh, here on the Locked on Redskins podcast for the better part of the last week now or, or so. You talked to all of these guys and the source that was used for the article that was familiar with Jay Gruden's thought process, whatever that means, said that they were simply talking to these guys for quote-unquote different perspectives. So different perspectives were was the rationale used for talking to Greg Williams, Steve Wilkes, uh, and Todd Bowles. Okay. I mean, if you believe that, I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you for a nickel. So don't believe that is basically the way I would look at it. Um, now, look. I'm not naive enough to think that sometimes teams and organizations pick the brains of other people around the league. They can disguise it. They can hide it. They can, uh, such as the case was, I believe, when the Redskins were doing a head coaching search in 2014, the Redskins interviewed, I don't know, eight or nine different candidates. We all knew Jay Gruden was the likely choice and was the likely target, but there was uh, some question whether they could lock him up and get him and and so on and so forth. So the Redskins interviewed a bunch of candidates, as they should have. Um, we heard that they weren't really interviewing them seriously in some cases, that they were picking their brains, that they were trying to get ideas and concepts and thoughts and all that. So there is something to be said for talking to people to get different perspectives. But here's the problem. Here's how it looks. And here's why it looks bad. 
you wouldn't call Greg Williams a guy who just was let go by the Cleveland Browns, who's a fierce, stubborn, animated type, you know, angry type guy who has a weird history here in Washington from his time with Joe Gibbs. You wouldn't call him and say, hey, Greg, how do you coach defense? What do you do? Help us out while you're taking the Jets. Help us out. I don't think you would do that with Todd Bowles, would you? I don't know if you would. Maybe you'd do that with Steve Wilkes. I don't know. I don't think you would be doing that, though. That doesn't sound right. Maybe it is, and I'm underestimating what these conversations were. I believe they were more, instead of official, official interviews, they were more like, hey, we're looking to move on from Greg Minuski. If we can get the right person, we want to find out if you're the right person and if you would have interest in us, which in that case is much different than quote-unquote different perspectives. And that's the problem that way ha- that I have with the usage of that term, even though nobody is officially being tagged to that. That's a person familiar with Jay. Basically, it's somebody in the Redskins building, and it, who knows, it might be Jay Gruden. Bimes, I have no idea. That's saying they were trying to get different person. So clearly that's the company line. Oh, no, no, no. We weren't trying to move on from Greg Minuski. We were trying to get different perspectives. Here's what the Redskins should have done. They should have come out and said, look, we weren't satisfied with how last year went. It's not all the fault of any one individual, but we're always looking to get better as a football team, as an organization, as coaches. All right, so what I would have done if I was the Washington Redskins, instead of coming up with this weird different perspectives thing, which, again, I'm not saying that teams don't pick the brains of outsiders when they're having a head coaching search. So theoretically, it could be true. It could be true. But you're just like, it is really weird and really odd that you would have a defensive coordinator, have it get leaked out or talk to guys that are clearly viewed and regarded by everyone in the NFL as upgrades from the defensive coordinator and then say, oh, no, 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 we weren't interviewing them. For the defensive coordinator position, we were simply trying to get different perspectives. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right in any way, shape, or form. So maybe they are just trying to cover their tracks. But here's what I would have done if I was the Washington Red. I would issue a statement. If you're not going to be at a podium, if you're not going to invite the media to ask questions, which, okay, I understand they're not willing to do that. Here's what I would have said. Look, in a statement. Yes, we did talk to uh, several people in NFL coaching circles. We're always trying to make the Washington Redskins better. While we will not get into the specifics of our discussion, anything we can do to improve the Washington Redskins is what we are trying to do. We believe in stability, and that is evident by our decision to keep Jay Gruden, Bruce Allen, Greg Minuski, for now Matt Cavanaugh, Bill Callahan, so on and so forth, to keep the whole crew together because we feel we're close. Something similar to that. Again, you could polish up uh, the words a lot better than perhaps I just gave you, but instead of going with this, oh, no, 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 we weren't interviewing them to be the defensive coordinator We were interviewing them to get different perspectives, yet that doesn't sound right. So essentially what you would also be able to say is, yes, we did interview several people from outside the organization. You don't even have to list them. Everybody knows them. We were looking 
for an assistant head coach on the defense. We were looking for somebody to help out Greg Minuski. Whether that's the truth or not, at least that somewhat sounds better than, ah, you know what, we were looking for different perspectives. Again, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't think it should sit right with you. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. You know, maybe you feel differently than I do. Uh, I just, I was bothered by that, quite honestly. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I wasn't bothered by that. Here's the bottom line. Greg Minuski apparently is staying. I didn't think Greg Minuski was the big problem. I wrote a column uh, for the FanDC.com a couple of weeks ago, seven ways to fix the Washington Redskins. People can check it out. I'll retweet it again. Um, it's, a, a, again, up at the FanDC.com. Um, and just go to the Redskins section or you can search me out by name uh, in the search toolbar. The bottom line is, is I didn't even list Greg Minuski on there. I don't think he's that big of a problem. Is Greg Minuski great? No. Is Greg Minuski awesome? No. Is Greg Minuski the defensive coordinator of anyone's dreams? Absolutely not. Is Greg Minuski horrible at his job? No. Is Greg Minuski a, a, a complete village idiot? No. Greg Minuski is fine. He is what he is. He's average, maybe slightly above average, maybe slightly below average. He's mediocre. However you want to dress it up. But sometimes you could put lipstick on a pig and he still oinks. And he still likes to roll around and slop. And essentially, that's what Greg Minuski is. He is what he is. You can do better. The Redskins were trying to do better. As usual, they handled it wrong and they were clumsy. And I don't even mind that they didn't fire Minuski. I think that would have been the better thing to do because now you look bad, especially being that you didn't move on from him. But they couldn't fire him because, as we've talked about, they didn't think they could get or they weren't sure that they could get an upgrade. And that's the problem with the Redskins. One more problem. We'll discuss that next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, along with putting Zach Brown in the Skins spotlight. Again, coming up next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we welcome you back. It is episode number 162 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. One more note on Greg Minuski. And again, it's not official that he's staying, but the Washington Post, Wes Carpenter reporting uh, that indeed he is staying and kind of the awkward, different perspectives narrative and all of that. Uh, that will be a storyline throughout the offseason, no doubt. Um, here's the thing that I would worry about the most. I don't worry about how the fans are going to perceive this and react. The fans are going to hate it. Uh, they hate, they don't like him. They blame him. Uh, they don't. They, they they think somebody's got to. I, I get it all. Uh, the media, I don't either care. I I, I don't care about either. Uh, the media is not going to like the fact that Greg Minuski, I guess, is staying. I don't know, but the media is going to think that the Redskins certainly screwed up, uh, and absolutely they did to a large degree. However, the one thing I would add. And the thing that I am most concerned about is next year, especially when things go sideways or wrong or, or get challenging or whatever. Like, what player 
And maybe they'll just be professional and they'll bite their tongue and, and, and it won't be as bad as I make it out to be. But when, when the going gets tough, players are going to say, well, wait a second, why should I stand on, this, on the table for this guy? Why should I believe in this guy? The organization didn't believe in him. They did everything they could to get rid of him, to get better than him. Why should I put in the extra hours? Why should I sacrifice my body and my career for Greg Min- Why should I listen to him? Why should I believe in him? Why should I buy into him? And I'm not saying every player is going to do this. I don't think Jonathan Allen is going to do this. I don't think Ryan Kerrigan is going to do this. I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think Deron Payne is necessarily going to do this. But I could see if he's here, Zach Brown doing it. I don't think he's going to be here. We're going to put him in the skin spotlight. I could see that. I could see Josh Norman if he's here. I don't know if he's going to be here. I didn't think he was going to be here. You know, you just don't know. Like, whoever they bring in in free agency, are they necessarily going to respect Greg Minuski, uh, especially if they don't have a relationship with him? Again, why would you go fire and brimstone brick through a wall if you know the organization doesn't believe in this guy? And what other way are you supposed to be left with the feeling of that they don't believe in him? Are, do you, I mean, again, the Redskins are going to spin this different perspectives thing, and it's no big deal, and they weren't. They were trying to move on from Greg Minuski, but only if they could get an upgrade, which, again, is fine. I respect that, and I understand that. Again, they should have put together a press release saying, look, we were looking to improve the the organization any way that we can, and we did talk to some coaches around the NFL, and we've decided to move forward with and preaching stability. Stability and structure and familiarity, that's how they should have done it. All right, so that's that. One other coaching note, uh, two other coaching notes. One, according to Jason Locke and Forum, Bill Callahan is a desired target of soon to be officially as soon as the Rams lose or win the Super Bowl or lose in the playoffs, maybe as early as this Sunday, losing the conference championship. Zach Taylor, their quarterbacks coach, going to be the head coach, apparently, of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's been widely reported. Uh, Zach Taylor was coached when at Nebraska by Bill Callahan. Uh, Bill Callahan is under contract. However, as we've repeatedly mentioned here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, I've been told Bill Callahan wants out. Uh, I've also been told that there are some in the building that are tired of Bill Callahan running players through a wall and keeping them on the practice field for an extra 20, 25, 30 minutes after most, if not all, practices. One even quipped, somebody in the building even quipped, you know, that the belief was that Brandon Sheriff was only going to play like seven years because of Bill Callahan being such a taskmaster. I I don't believe that. I don't buy that. But I can see some of that argument. Some of that argument. So maybe, while the Redskins don't want to lose Bill Callahan, maybe somehow, someway, they can get something for him to let him out of his contract. Maybe they see a player. Maybe they see a draft pick that they can get. And we'll see how bad the Cincinnati Bengals really want Bill Callahan. So I wouldn't put that one to rest just yet. But that is a scenario that has been reported by Jason LaConfora that Zach Taylor wants, uh, the soon-to-be Bengals head coach, wants Bill Callahan to join him in Cincinnati. Whether Bill Callahan will go, whether he'll be granted release from his con- I don't know, uh, but that's where we stand with that. Also, Kirk Olivadotti, my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, Kirk Olivadotti, uh, Grant Paulson reported on 
the Wednesday morning that Kirk Olivadotti, the Redskins linebackers coach, was granted permission to speak to Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and, of course, he retained Mike Pettin as the defensive coordinator uh, up there, or at least he has as of right now, and potentially bringing in Kirk Olivadotti to join them in a lateral position move. Uh, again, that s- speaks to, A, Olivadotti under contract, B, they determined that they can do better than Olivadotti, or maybe they have somebody else in mind. I don't know. Um, and they're allowing him permission to explore that. I wouldn't say that's a huge, huge loss, but clearly he's familiar with the personnel and the talent uh, and the culture here, and I'm sure he kind of wants to get out, and maybe they want him to leave. Otherwise, they wouldn't grant him permission, as they did with Ben Kotwika, who clearly wanted to leave uh, and went to the Atlanta Falcons. So that's that situation. Uh, And I would also add this. I know they are talking to at least one special teams coordinator last year with an NFC team uh, is how I'll label it. I'm not, I I was told not to say the name and the team and all that stuff. So I'll label, I'll leave it at that. I know they're also continuing to talk to more defensive backs coaches. So even though apparently they are keeping Greg Minuski, it looks like they could be moving on from Torian Gray. That has not been officially uh, declared yet. Dorian Gray, as of Wednesday night, is still on the Redskins' uh, depth chart in terms of their coaches. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But clearly they have brought in or talked to or mentioned or been connected with several defensive backs coaches, including another one that I found out about again on Wednesday. I'll try and get those uh, permission to use those names for you coming up. All right, so we'll take a quick timeout here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 162. We'll come back. We'll put Zach Brown in the skin spotlight. That's next right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Again, don't forget to follow me at WrestleMania621 at Locked Redskins. Don't forget to follow the entire Locked On NFL network as part of the Locked On podcast network at Locked On NFL Net at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Back in a flash here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, we are back with you here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is time to put Zach Brown in the Skins spotlight. But first, we hear from Zach Brown as he met with reporters after the season ended just a couple of weeks ago at Redskins Park. Zach, what's it like, locker clean-out day, and uh, you talked earlier in the year about kind of what your future is with the Skins. Uh, you know, the last day is always, you know, a day. Sometimes, you know, you might not see half of these guys again. Uh, most of us might be going to a new team, might not. Uh, you know, yeah, it's just been crazy. So you never know what might happen. 
Um, might be here, might not. You know, people might. There's not a lot of free agency. A lot of people are about to hit free agents. Uh, so you never know what might happen. What's it like this year where the defense was so good the first half of the season and then the back half of the year, things really kind of fell apart across the whole team. What's that feeling for you going into the offseason? Well, it was disappointing because um, we started off good and then we just couldn't uh, end it the right way. Uh, so it was very disappointing. What do you feel for yourself? I mean, obviously they made a change there. Um, how would you sum up your season? Uh... This is probably uh, one of my worst seasons, I'll say. Why is that? Uh, just, you know, everything went on and, you know, whatnot. I mean, I was injured most of the season anyway, playing with a torn oblique. So I should have just sat out and healed up for three weeks. When did you get hurt? Heard it in training camp. Why did you decide not to? Why did you decide to keep uh, you know, just because I didn't want to let my guys down on the field, you know, my teammates. Uh, you know, I didn't want to let them down. But at the end of the day, I should have been thinking about my health and uh, how I could have benefited the team if I was full. How did, Zach, how did that affect you on the field, just in terms of limiting you? Uh, you know, you can't breathe. <laughs> uh, you move, cough, anything, it hurts. I mean, it was torn off my, like, 11th rib, so it was uh, painful just every day. Like, yeah, just flare up sometimes. Sometimes it won't. I had, like, a purple bruise right there. So it was, uh, you know, it was painful for the first, you know, like, 10 games. Will you need surgery to address that in our season? No, no, I don't. Do you suspect you'll be on a different team next year? I mean, hey, we don't even know. <laughs> I won't find out until, you know, if they call me, if they call me, if they don't, they don't. Hey, Zach, I asked a lot of the other players, um, what has been the best thing this season and the worst thing this season? Your best memory and the and the worst memory? Uh, being a cowboy was a good one, a great memory. Uh, but the worst one was, you know, just losing <laughs> these a lot of, you know, the last couple games, you know. Uh, that was kind of bad, you know. There was a lot of bad memories, but it was, a, it was more good than bad. What changes need to be made here to get that next step? Uh, you got to ask uh, Dan Snyder and Jay Gruden that question. <laughs> That's above my pay grade. I only can do what I only can do what I can do. You're a player. You know. Uh, you know what things need to go. How things need to go, and all that. From your perspective, is there anything that you would say? I'm the only. I'm, the only, I'm a linebacker. Play on football, I can't address other situations or positions or anything like that. That's not my say. Does it feel different that you're under contract for next year, but you're still perhaps uncertain? Uh, yeah, um, it does. It does. But at the end of the day, it's a business. So you know what you uh, sign up for, you know, and what they're trying to do and how everything works. As a business, you know, you can analyze it if you've been in it long enough. To that point last year, where you were a free agent, does it feel from the per your perception of the organizations look at you? Does it feel different now than than when you definitely weren't you, you were leaving? Now you don't kind of know. Uh, it was you know whenever somebody get benched, you know it's another uh, a good thing. So. Do you allow yourself to sort of think, what if if all those injuries didn't happen, Alex and like the twenty plus other other guys starting six and three, then going one and six? Uh, no, um, 
injuries going to happen, you know. Uh, you just got to make sure the guy behind him just, you know, has – you know what he's doing, you know. Injuries are going to happen on every team. Um, it, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, it happened to us the last two years. Uh, nah, you know, just, you know, just doing, they said I wasn't starting no more, so I wasn't starting, and I just played my role in the team. All right, so that's Zach Brown meeting with reporters at Redskins Park after the season ended, and certainly he could be looking for a new NFL home with a lot of kind of controversy circling around him, and especially with Greg Minuski staying. Now, According to ProFootballFocus.com and their premium statistics package, Zach Brown was the highest-rated defensive player on the Washington Redskins. Played in all 16 games, 703 snaps, 295 in run defense, 39 as a pass rusher, 369 in coverage. Uh, That is interesting because, you know, basically you kind of look at, you know, a guy like Mason Foster – who, you know, he he played more in coverage, 537. Uh, but clearly, again, Mason Foster is slower than Zach Brown. Zach Brown's numbers trailed way behind um, a guy like Josh Harvey Clemens, and then he picked up the pace late in the year uh, as it seemed like the Redskins were kind of determining whether or not they could keep him and whether or not they needed to move on from him, kind of working him in that nickel role, trying to take advantage of his athleticism, but 369 snaps in coverage and 89.2 overall out of 100.0 grade from profootballfocus.com and their premium stats subscription. Run defense, 84.1. Tackling, 86.5. Pass rush, 68.7. Coverage, 84.4. Wow. How about that? Zach Brown, according to PFF, had uh, nine total pressures, including a sack, a hit, and seven quarterback hurries. 74 solo tackles, 17 assisted tackles, four missed tackles, 45 stops, which is a pretty incredible number uh, for Zach Brown. And again, we know how good Zach Brown is around the line of scrimmage and against run. We just don't, you know, the grades are high, but it doesn't seem to kind of show up anywhere else in pass coverage. Uh, He was a little bit better in pass coverage this year. I certainly than he was in his first year, but these are the raw numbers that pro football focus Uh, .com has put together 35 of 48, 35 receptions, 48 targets into his coverage for a 72.9% receiving percentage, 283 yards allowed, 8.1 yards per reception, 160 yards after the catch and a long of 28. He was not, uh, he did not or was not credited with allowing a touchdown, Zach Brown, on the year. So that puts Zach Brown in the skin spotlight. We'll see if he comes back. Large salary cap number of right around $8.75 million. That is going to be a very, very tough pill to swallow, especially with the Alex Smith situation and the need to get better across the board on defense. That's going to do it for us. Episode number 162 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Episode number 162. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you check out all of our recent Locked on Redskins podcasts. Adios. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.